Boker Tov, you're doing the Haftarah of, of Parashat Vayeshev. There's a, a classic error in the... And yeah, they say Vayeshev. It's not Vayeshev, it's Vayeshev. Because there's a Shofar Olech on the Yud. Vayeshev Yaakov, Eres Mengure Abiv. Okay, so we're doing Haftarat Vayeshev. Where does Vayeshev's Haftarah come from? Amos. It's not Amos. I think it's Amos. Amos. Um, what is the story with Amos? So I was actually reading last night. Amos is the earliest prophet who prophesied, prophesied in a literary way. He's even before Hosea, which surprised me. Remember we said there's Hosea, there's Yeshaya. These are very early prophets. But they're not necessarily in the order in the Tanakh, but they are... No, they're not. They're not they're at all. Um, uh, the Hosea precedes Yeshaya. But Hosea precedes Yeshaya uh, in, in chronology, but he succeeds Yeshaya in the, in the text because he's part of the Tirei Asar. And then Amos is also part of the Tirei Asar, so, because it's a short book, and he even precedes Hosea, which is odd. Chronologically. Chronologically, which is it's odd that Hosea is the first of the Tirei Asar then. Why not Amos? So, I mean, this is, I'm just, whatever, it's just his claim that Amos is the earliest one. I don't know if we know, uh, if we can date them exactly, so this is this is at a time when the first when the northern kingdom is still around and uh, it's probably closer to the time when the northern kingdom is going to be destroyed by Assyria. We're not going to see much discussion of the northern kingdom anyway, so it's not it's not so important to date him perfectly, but uh, what what I love about this Haftarah, I remember learning it last year or two years ago and we found we did learn it together, right? And and we found many, many, many connections to the parasha. It's really cool. It's a cool one because it's, it's, it's multi-layered. There, there's more than one connection in this one. And, and I don't even know if all of them are real, but we even, some, of them, some of them we just made up, but they still worked. Okay, so that we'll do that. It's, it's, it's a fun exercise. Okay. Okay. So says Adonai, for three sins of Israel and for four I will not, what is Ashivenu, forgive them? I will not, oh, that's uh, interesting. Uh, uh, three sins for the fourth I will not, what, how do they translate Ashivenu there? I don't like the translation here. But should I not, no, it says, but should I not exact retribution for the fourth? Right, Ashivenu, Ashivenu would be exacting retribution, punishing. So should at I? What, at, at what point do I, I? Exactly, I need to punish them I at some point. The three one, I let I close a little bit my eyes, but the fourth one. Uh-uh. Right. So uh, th- in in all in, in truth, the three and four thing probably is just a literary technique yes. to say many. Yes. yes. So they sin so many times. Should I not punish them at some point? And what are their sins? Al mikram bakesef tzadik, for they have sold the righteous for money. The Evion Ba'aburna Alaim and the needy for a pair of shoes. So what's the connection to our parasha? Selling the selling Yosef. Yosef Sadiq was sold for money. Also there's a midrash that says that what did they what did they receive in re, in return for oh, Yosef? They were peddlers of uh, of, of uh, They, they received shoes. shoes. Yeah. So where why do you think the Midrash is getting that from? Probably from here. From, it's probably getting from here. <laughs> As though people don't understand. People, they study the Midrashim and they say, oh, the, the brothers, uh, they sold Yosef for shoes. 
can you explain to me why it's, it says shoes? Why, why do they sell for shoes? The Midrash is probably trying to point out to you that go read, go read Amos. There's another, the story of Yosef is told in Amos again. Okay? Uh, the Midrash does that very often, as we've seen. Pasuk Zayin. Hashoafim alafar eretz berosh talim vederech anavim yatu veish veaviv yelechu el anaara leman halel et shem kochi. This is a little bit vague, this Pasuk. But it means, it's something like they sniff out the, the dirt that's of the earth that's on the, per, that's on the head of the poor person. Yeah. Meaning they, they take all of the possessions of the poor person to the extent that they even take the dirt that is on his head. And the way of the, the, the poor, they tilt. So they, they, they make it uh, unjust. A man and his father, they go upon a maiden to Leman uh, to profane my holy name. Any connection to our parasha? Yeah. Yehuda. Yehuda. Yehuda and his sons. Yehuda and his sons, they both were with the same woman, Tamar. Okay, yes. so, so, a man and his father go upon the maiden. That seems to be similar to Yehuda. Is that why they stuck the, this Haftara uh, in? I don't know, maybe. I, 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 it, it's, first of oh, all, you, you, at this point, you have to even ask, is Amos trying to build his case against Am Yisrael on the stories, based, based, on, the, based uh, on the stories of Yosef and in Yehuda? I don't know. Whatever right it now is. He brought up two, two sins. Brought up two sins. Right. He's going through the... We'll see. Gadim Habulim Yatu. And uh, they, they take the clothing, meaning you're, a person, you're not supposed to take, whenever you want to take collateral, yes. that's how you make a loan. Yes. You're not supposed to take items that the person needs. needs so in halakha, let's say in halakha, let's say you take a person's night clothing as collateral. You have to, you have to go every night to his house and let him sleep with it. And then come pick it up in the morning. Yes. Okay? So they take... Uh, they, they recline their yatu, they recline on the clothing that they've taken as collateral, which is not good because you're not supposed to take the clothing of, uh, as collateral. Etzel kol mizbach, and they do it by the altar. And they drink the wine of those that they have punished in the house of their God. So, what, what's essentially happening is that they are staying in the mikdash, acting like they are all religious, but at the same time, they are, they are reclining. On the clothing of people that they've taken collateral from, and then what does it mean? That they drink the wine of those that they've that they've punished. Right. It means that they're in the mikdash where you're not supposed they're to be drinking wine because you're not supposed to be getting drunk, and they are they go and they punish or they steal from people their wine, and then they go and they drink it in the mikdash. So it's a compounding of sins because they're drinking in the mikdash, which is problematic enough, but they're also doing so. With stolen wine. Here it says they drink wine bought with unjustly levied fines. Like they... Right. Yeah, usually they, they loan money and hire whatever it is. Not necessarily they loan money, but they go and, and, and they're in a position of power. So they abuse their power, which is a very common theme. Yes, we see today. We see today. That people, people who are consumed with power typically don't even realize how quickly it gets to their head. Oh my gosh. Now, the, the interesting thing that I'm starting to realize, the more I... I, I I'm obviously into politics... So the, the more I realize is, I think one of the things about power, it's corrupting nature, is that it also diminishes self-awareness. 
people who get consumed with power, they also seem to not realize how they come off to people and and all of the hypocrisy. For example, all of these like progressive politicians who keep like doing lockdowns and then they're found in restaurants. Yes. You know, or they're found. They, there's what, this, they don't there's one. That there's in the one. I think. Sense. I think the mayor of Austin was. He made like a video telling people to lock down yeah. from vacation in Mexico. So like, there's something about power, which for some reason seems to not only corrupt the person and cause them to do bad things, causes them to not even realize that they're doing bad things. I don't know. Is someone realizing now? No, they don't believe that. No, they don't believe that they're doing bad things. Or, or so you're, you're saying maybe, maybe it start the people who are easily corrupted with power. No, maybe you could say like this: the people who are easily corrupted with power, or the people who have a proclivity to lacking self-awareness, meaning who have a tendency to not having self-awareness. Because if they had self-awareness, they would realize the power is getting to their head. Maybe I don't know. I'm just it's just I I just find it odd because you see a lot of it now. So especially with COVID and the, the craziness that's going on in the political world. Okay. Pasuk Tet. V'anokhi ishmati etayim orim mipenehem asher kigova ha'arazim govho v'chason huka elonim v'ashmin piriyo mima'al v'sharashav mitachat. And I have destroyed the Amorites from before them that their greatness was like the, the grandness of the Erez tree that was, it was tall and it was, it was strong like the oak tree but I have destroyed their fruits on top, mitachat, and their roots on the bottom. So what is that pasuk saying? What is that What do Amori have to do with anything here? Meaning, it's trying to say that even though Am Israel sinned, I still took care of their enemies for them. I think. Okay, and I destroyed their arrogant enemies. Maybe I destroyed them because of their arrogance. Meaning, because. They saw themselves as being strong like the Erez tree. I took you out of Egypt. And I walked you around in the desert for 40 years to conquer the land of the Amorites. And I established from your kids, I made them into prophets. And from your youngsters, I made them into Nazarites, meaning into religious people. Yes. Is this not true? Says Hashem, meaning is it not true that I protected you against, I, I, I got rid of the Amorites from before you and I gave you the land and I turned you into prophets and I set you up for success in the land? <laughs> I did everything for you. Right, but then what did B'nai Israel do when they were in this position? But then you, you gave to drink the Nazarites wine. And to the Nevi'im you said, do not prophesy any longer. He told the Nevi'im to stop doing their job. Maybe you could say, what's the connection to this week's parasha? The, 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 they, they told Yosef saw Nevi'im. Yeah, Yosef saw happen, dream. They told him, stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. Yeah. They tried to shut him yeah. Ah, the dreamer is here. You told your dreamers to stop dreaming. On, on the flip side, you could also make the case that Yosef's being a little bit obnoxious. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't we'll know if I'll, we'll get there. I don't know if you could blame them so much. Okay. Behold, I am going to cause... This is a difficult pasuk. It seems like 
Do you know the creakiness that you have whenever you have a, a wagon that has yes, yes. way too much of a load? Yes. It starts creaking? Yes. So I'm going to make you creak like the wagon creaks when it is filled with straw. Amir seems to be some kind of straw, right? Yes, yes it's she sheaves. Sheaves, okay, sheaves. Oh, another one. Sheaves. Yes. yes. No, there calls it alumin. Alumot. Okay, so that's not. But even maybe sheaves, even that's a connection to our parasha. Even though it's a de, even though it's a different word. Okay. Also, you can say agalot. They came that the people when they were sold to the Mishmaelim. They were within they take them in the agalot. Does it say Agalot? It says Agalot at the end. That's what Agalot is talking about when he sends back. When he sends back to Yaakov, it says Agalot. I don't know, we'll check it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in the parasha. The ability to, the swiftness will be taken away from he who is fast. And the strong one will not have the strength. And the, 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 um, the strong one again, the strong man, his strength, he will not be able to run away for his life. Yeah. So meaning, this is what it's saying. Uh, Am Israel as punishment. Yes. Am Israel's punishment is yeah. they because they fed the Nizirim wine and because they did this and because they did that. Okay, they're they're not going to be able to run away and they will not be able to save themselves. Vitofesa keshet the one who took, takes the bow will not be able to stand. And the one who is light on his feet will not be able to run. And the one who rides on a horse will not be able to get away and save his life. The one who is strongest in his heart amongst the strong men, that day he will run away naked. What is this? What is this in our parasha? Arom Yanus run away naked. Who ran away naked? Without his. Uh, Yosef uh, runs away. Why? Potifar when she takes this thing, he runs away. Okay. Shimu et hadavar azeh asher diber Adonai lechem bnei Yisrael al kol hamishpacha asher haeliti meres misvan demor. Listen to this thing that God has spoken to you, Bnei Israel, on all of the families that I have taken out of Egypt, saying, You are the only nation that I know from all of the families of the earth. That's why I will judge you uh, for all of your sins. Meaning it's because I know you more than any other nation, which I also have to pay more attention to your sins relative to other nations. Now this last part is all one it, it one segment. Because usually somebody's more tough, tough love on somebody. Yeah, that they of course. Care about. If you with, think with someone child. has potential, you don't let them get away with being lazy. And you think one of your kids has potential yeah, to become great child. in some some first, something. First you don't want to see them. You don't want to see them falter and, and waste their energies and their their talents. Correct. That that is Borei Olam's relationship with Israel. Do people do two people meet up if they did not? Set a time to meet. <laughs> Will a lion uh, roar in the field with when he has not found anything, any prey? Will a young lion give forth his voice out of his den if he has taken nothing? 
Will a, will a bird fall out of the sky into a trap if there is no sure. trap that was set for it? Will the trap come out of the ground if it has not caught anything? Could it be that a shofar will be blown in the city and the people will not be afraid? And could it be that there is bad happening in the city and that God is not the one doing it? And that's the punchline. This whole thing was trying to say all of the things that may befall you, Am Israel. They're happening from Am Israel. They're, they're happening from Hashem. They're happening, God is the one who's doing them. Which means, all of these things that you see, and you just assume, there's no, there's no reason for a lion to be roaring if it has not found prey. There's no reason for a bird to fall out of the sky if it has not been trapped. And then, you say, so is there reason to assume that all of these things can befall you? And it is not God who is the one who's doing them? That's the, the punchline. For God does, will not do anything unless He tells His secret to His servants, the Nevi'im. Meaning even when God does something, He will disclose it to the Nevi'im. Because after you know that God is the one doing everything, well, it also helps to know that God is the one, He can also disclose everything to the Nevi'im, which He does. It sounds like, like Yosef's dream. Almost when he was in the jail, you know, he was disclosed to him afterwards. God, God, you know, un- let him understand why. The parot, the parot. Yeah, why, why he, what was the reason why he had to give all those things? He'd be able to come out one day. No? Well, what? Explain, explain. What are you saying? Um, he w- the dreams of of Yosef were weren't they? Um, Not the dreams of the dreams of the Chamberlain and the, 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 yeah, the, the interpretation of the dream. Okay, that Yosef gave to Yosef them. gave to them. In the end, Yosef understood that that's the reason why he had to he had to go through this process in order to go to jail. Like okay, prophet, like you're pushing it. You're pushing it. Like a prophet. You're pushing it. Let's we we've only we found four connections. We don't have to force anymore. Okay. Final last was Ariesha Agmi Loira Adonai Luim Diber Mi Loi Nave. The lion hath roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who cannot prophesy? Meaning, the same way when a lion roars, that's interesting, the same way when a lion roars, people are automatically scared. Also, when God decides to do something, the Nevi'im will start to hear it. It's almost like, it's almost like Borei Olam just behaves and the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im, they have to tune into the frequency to hear it. And those who are tuned in, all of a sudden, they'll they'll get the Nevi'im. And they'll they'll be shaken. That's very interesting. So beautiful Aftarah. Uh, to sum it up, it talks about Am Israel's sinfulness and how Borei Olam takes an extra careful look at their sinfulness because they are the chosen ones. And then it, it speaks about how Am Israel, after being given everything, kind of corrupted the good institutions like the Nevi'im and the Nezirim. And they corrupted them and therefore Borei Olam brings upon them all of the difficulty, but if he ever brings upon difficulty, he will always tell the Nevi'im first. Okay, yeah. so that seems to be the theme so of our Hatara. You, war- war- you, you get a warning. Yeah, and now there's also a lot of relationship to our Parashah. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.